Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Y'all doing all right? All right, all right, all right. Um, so glad you're in the house of God today. I'm, this is part two of my sermon series, The American Dream. Um, I guess my subtitle today is Richer Than a Snickers. So if you see all the Snickers on the chairs, that's the reason why. Um, and we're going to talk about it today, all right? So last week we talked about how God has a plan for you and that he wants you to live an abundant life. And in order to do that, you have to ignore the fantasy you think you desire and get beyond the door of just Jesus save me. Uh, we all know that God has a plan for your life and it's a good plan. Um, but you have to follow Jesus in order to obtain that, right? Um, this week I want to share with you that living in the house of God, even though we're in the house of God, we're saved, we always have to remember that in the house of God, there's always going to be neighbors, right? Um, my verse for this week says, is in Mark 12, 30 through 31. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So let's pray. God, we thank you for today. Thank you for letting us be in the house of God. I thank you for the word that you've given me to share. God, I pray that you would help it to, to go into the hearts and the minds and the ears of your people who are listening. I pray that they get a revelation of, of this rich life that you've given us to live in Jesus' name. Amen. So how do you think your relationships measure? Um, I'm sure we have, you have some good ones, some bad ones, some that could use some improvement, right? Are they, are they just okay? Or are they better than okay? Um, or are they rich? We like rich relationships, right? We don't want, we don't want uh, lacking relationships where one person is giving more than what the other person is receiving, right? Um, we first have to understand or make sure that our relationship with the Father is on the right track and, and our relationship, how we relate to God, is in the right manner. And what I mean by that is once you're saved, you're drafted into the, into the kingdom and the family of God, right? So that means that, that we have a place in Jesus. And not only do we have a place in Jesus, but Jesus has a place within us. The word says that God is in, in Jesus, Jesus is in the Father, and Jesus is in us, and we're all wrapped up in one, right? So we have to know that our place in Jesus, and with Jesus comes his grace, with Jesus comes his word, his provision, his help, his peace, his love, his wisdom. Um, when we come into the family of God, we have all of those things, Amen? Um, if you were born only to be saved, you wouldn't need any of those things, right? We wouldn't need his grace. We wouldn't need his mercy. We wouldn't need any of that because our sole purpose would be to be saved. And once you're saved, you would go into heaven. But we have a job to do here on earth. We have to relate to God and who he is, not in who we've made him. Um, and what I mean by that is take Jesus out of the box that we've placed him in. A lot of times we think that Jesus is, is this small and he can only go so far. But Jesus, I want you to get that we shouldn't put God in a box. He's bigger than a box. He's greater than a box. He's, he's bigger than what we can even explain. 
Um, So I want you to settle it here today, now. Settle that God is who he says he is, that he created everything and that he made you. He says that he lives in you. He's a great big God. He, He lives inside of you. And even as great as he is, he's still a personable God. He relates to you. He understands you. He walks with you through everything. And maybe you're here today and you felt like God is, is far off and he's, he's not for you. But I'm here to tell you today that, that he's closer than a friend. He's closer than a brother. He'll stick with you. He'll walk with you. He'll walk beside you. He's with you through it all. I'm here to tell you that he wants all of you, not just bits and pieces of you. He wants you to know him in the fullness of who he is, not in the way that we've made him seem. He's an all-powerful God, right? He's an all-knowing God, right? He, can, he cleanses you from sin, right? He can heal your body, right? He can work wonders, right? He's a great big God, and, and we have to think of him as such. I, I've been there before. I've thought that God can only go so far. He can only do so much. But as I read in his word and I study his word and as I walk with Jesus, I realize every day that the God is way bigger than what I, I assume he is. He can do much more than what I think he can do. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3, and I think verse 20, that he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a miracle-working God. He heals our bodies. He wakes us up every day. There's brand-new mercies every morning. Goodness and mercy are following us every single day. Love and abundance are upon us, and it's upon you. So make sure as you relate to God, you're relating to the fullness of who he is, that he's a rich God. He's he's a great God. Amen. 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 Next, we have to make sure before we can love others, we have to make sure we love ourselves. God wants you whole. Don't he? He wants you whole. He wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you to know that you're loved. Uh, we, we learn in this word that, that we love because God first loved us. And, and it's so true that we love because God loves us. Um, and I think oftentimes we, we don't realize that God is the one who wants us to be whole, that God is the one who wants us to be healed. He wants us to be delivered. So our relationship is some, can sometimes be, uh, well, I don't think God wants that for me. He can do it for somebody else, but he's not going to do it for me. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that what he does for somebody else down the street, he'll do for you. He loves you. He loves you. And we talk about that constantly here at Austin Alive, that God loves you and he does love you. Right? He loves you, right? Do you feel the love? Do you know that he loves you? He loves me. I know he loves me. I know he loves you, too. Um, But even in that love, and even though we know that God wants all of those great things for us, at some point we have to take responsibility for our own lives. What do you mean by that, Derek? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, At some point we have to stop blaming other people for where we are in life. Last week I talked about how I talked about my upbringing and, and the situations that life had me in. If I constantly related to that 
time in my life of struggling, of going through this and going through that and, and not having a, a two-parent home or not having everything that I needed growing up, I would still be in that state of mind. My life would still be, would be going by those circumstances because that's how I relate to those type of circumstances. But being in God, being in his richness, being in the fullness of God, there's another, there's another sort, another, Lord Jesus, help me. There's another set of circumstances that I go by, that I live my life, that I pattern my life after. So we have to take responsibility for where we are in life. You can't keep thinking that you'll never make it and that things won't ever change. If those are the thoughts you think you need to know what God says about you, what does it say about you that he wants you to live a good life, right? Um, Some people can't get ahead because their relationship with themselves sabotages what God wants to do in their life. A lot of times we see people who, who want, a lot of times we see people who are living a life. They're living this life, and God is trying to tell them that, oh, yes, you can do great things. You're going to do great things. I want you healed. I want you whole. I want you to minister. I want, to do, to, I want you to do all of those things. But because this person is thinking in their mind, oh, I'm not worthy. It can never be me. I'm not good enough. It sabotages the plan that God wants to do in their life because their thinking is messed up. Um, so when you relate to yourself or how you love yourself, make sure you're loving yourself in the fullness of who God is, not in the, the limitations you have within yourself. Um, the Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So you can love yourself by the strength of God. You can believe in yourself by the strength of the Lord. His grace is sufficient for you. You're whole by the grace of God, not by you trying, not by you attempting to do good, but by the grace of God. You're gifted by the grace of God. You can live this life by the grace of God. How do you see yourself? Uh, Last week, I talked about how a lot of times we can go back and forth. Well, am I called? Am I not called? Am I, am I gifted? Am I not gifted? Can I do this? Can I not do this? Is, is it for me or is it not for me? We, we, you, you can't get ahead in life if you're constantly thinking those things. Settle it today that God is for you. Right? He says he's for you. He's not against you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? Love yourself. If you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's what the scripture says. Some people can't love others because they don't love themselves. And we talked about that. Some people can't love others because they're selfish. If you say you love God who you can't see but hate a brother or sister whom you can see, the Bible says that you're a liar. Um, we have to reconcile those broken relationships in our life. Why? The whole Christian experience, the whole Christian life is about reconciliation. God is in the business of putting people back together. He's in the business of putting families back together. He's in the business of putting our bodies back together. When we're saved by grace, God is putting us back together. He's making us in touch with who 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 we really are. Maybe you're at odds with a parent or a friend. 
Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Not in your own strength, but in the strength of God. I believe that God wants families to be together. I believe that God wants families to be together. I believe that he wants husbands and wives to be together. I believe that he wants fathers in the households with their children. Whatever relationship it is, if it's the, fr- the friendship between you and another, if it's your family, if it's whoever it is, if it's the relationship with your boss, fix it. When you approach people, you have to do it in love. When you're pointing the finger at someone, no one is going to receive that. And a lot of times we have stuff in our own lives when we're pointing the finger. So make sure that you humble yourself, check your ego. I I don't understand how, how we can have egos when we're all saved by grace. We're all saved by grace. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. We're all saved by grace. So when I go to people and I'm trying to to mend a relationship or reconcile a friendship, I'm going humbly because I know that even in that relationship, I probably did some messed up things too. Um, We have to pray for our enemies. Pray for our enemies? What is that? God says that we need to pray for our enemies, that we should pray blessings over them. Uh, And we know this from the walk of Jesus, that Judas was in his inner circle. I mean, he would later go on to betray him. So a lot of times, especially on social media, oh, people be talking big stuff. Be talking real big stuff. About people they don't like, about their haters, about their enemies. But you never hear people saying, I'm praying for my enemies. I'm praying blessings over my enemies. I'm praying blessings over the people that hate me. I'm praying blessings over them. That's what God tells us to do. I want, we have to realize that people are there to enhance our lives. It's easy to think that we don't need anyone, that we can do everything by ourselves. But the reality is that we do need people. They're all around us. We can't get away from them. They're like roaches. I'm not calling nobody a roach, so. (laughs) I'm simply stating the fact that we can't get away from people because God didn't intend for us to be by ourselves. In regards to our relationships, we should pray for our relationships. Pray for the people. Pray for our relationships. Um, Pray God's best for our relationships. Before you get into business with anybody, before you start business with anybody, before you get into a relationship with anybody, pray. Make sure it's what God wants you to do. Has anybody been in a relationship where God didn't tell you to get in that relationship? And and did you experience all the hell that you had to go through because you was in that relationship? Pray. Look at your neighbor, say, pray, neighbor. Pray, neighbor. Um, People are in our lives to challenge us. 
And, and, and what I mean by that is they're there to hold us accountable to one another. They're there to hold you accountable to what you said. You said you was going to start eating right, and you've been eating burgers all week long. What are you doing? <laughs> hold each other accountable. Um, people are there for strengthening. Uh, the Bible tells us how iron sharpens iron. Uh, don't be offended when people are challenging you or holding you to your word. It's what you wanted them to do, right? So don't be mad at them. Make sure you have people in your life that keep you at your word. People bring insight. Um, there's people who, no matter what you tell them, they're not going to listen. They're just hard-headed. They're going to make their own mistakes. They're going to bump their head and do all the other kind of stuff. But you don't have to be like that. You can learn from other people's experiences. Listen to your parents. They've been there, done that, got a shirt and a sticker for it. So listen to them. Listen to people in authority. Listen to uh, the, the people who've done it, who've gone before you. You can avoid mistakes if you just listen. Get the insight from other people. Um, in being around people or, or having relationships, remember that you're not their savior. Jesus got that spot already. He saves them. He delivers them. He's the one who's going to, to get them from point A to point B. You can help them along the way, but it's not your responsibility. Sometimes the best thing you can do for people is to pray for them. Thank God for your friends, right? Thank God for them. Sometimes, I mean, the ones who be riding, riding and, well, I can't say riding and dying, but riding and living for you, uh, thank them. Been with you since, since, since uh, you were in kindergarten or, or been with you 20, 30 years. Thank those friends because they know you. They know you ain't all what you cracked up to be. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, find you some friends. If you don't have friends like that, find you some friends who will rip the roof off and put you before Jesus. Um, and the Bible talks about how this dude and his friends, uh, he, I think he was paralyzed or something like that, but his friends couldn't get through the crowd, so they went up on top of the roof, opened the roof up, and let their friend down so that he can be healed and really to be saved. Um, so make sure you have people in your life who will do that for you. When you can't seem to find your way, when you can't seem or when you don't know the direction you to take, find some friends who will put you before Jesus. They won't put you before gossip. They won't put you before uh, a bus. They won't throw you under the bus. They'll get you before Jesus. The Bible tells us how there's wisdom in the counsel of many. Don't think that you can live this life by yourself. Um. I also want to talk about how we should submit to our leaders. How do you relate to your boss or people in authority? Do you think you know it all? If you think you don't have to listen to people in authority, something is off within you. The Bible tells us how pride is a sin and it goes before a fall. You don't know everything, and that's why we have leaders, because we're, where you only see the here and now, Leaders see up ahead and around the corner. 
So make sure that you submit to leaders. And I don't just mean here at church. I mean in your life, at your job, um, the, the government. You may not like everything, but you should probably follow the, the laws unless you want to be put in jail. Honor. What does honor do? I summed it up like this. that honor opens doors. Dishonor keeps you where you're at. You won't receive from people whom you dishonor. What do you mean by that? You don't get the best from them, and not because they aren't giving, but because you don't see them or because you're blinded by how you see them. Matt, come here, please. So, Matt, Matt is this. If, if I dishonor Matt because I dishonor him, I probably don't like him, I don't appreciate anything he has to say. <laughs> Calm down, Matt. <laughs> I don't appreciate anything that he has to say or what he has to give. So, even though Matt has all of this chocolatey goodness, because I don't honor him, I don't have access to this. <laughs> but, but if I do honor Matt, I listen to Matt, I respect him, I understand him. Even though I may not understand what his direction is, if I honor him, then I get what he has. Does that make sense? So make sure you honor people. Thank you, Matt. You can keep that. <laughs> um. When you realize that God has connected you to someone, you, don't, you do everything in your power to support that person. Um, in your family, you have to serve your family. At your job, serve your coworkers. At Walmart, serve the people who work there. I don't think we realize the resources that God has given us as the body of Christ. You don't know what kind of breakthrough you could have in your life if you just humble yourself and serve Humble yourself and honor. Humble yourself, humble yourself and love people. Proverbs 18:12 says, "God gives grace to the humble and lifts them up." James 4:10 says, "Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up." So my question now is, how do people benefit from you? How do you impact people's lives? What are you bringing to the table? I find it interesting that in the Bible it talks about how the early church would bring everything that they had and give to the disciples. And the disciples would disperse everything to everybody else who was in need. At church nowadays, we only ask for tithes and offering. But I want, I want you to go a step further than that. And I want you to bring all of your resources what do I mean by that? If you're an employer, bring applications to church. If you're an expertise in a certain situation or a certain area, teach people. Uh, we don't have to, you don't have to just bring your money. Bring all of you to church. Bring all of you to God and let God do with you what he wants to do. And you'll never know what type of blessing you'll be in other people's lives. Do you bring others down with your negativity? With your lack of self-worth? Are you always needing other people to do something? And if, you're all, and if you're one of those people who always need something, you need to go to God. 
There's only so much that people can do for you. Yes, we're there to help people and we're, we're there to help people along, but not to the point to where you're constantly depending upon people. And sometimes God will strip all those people away so you can depend on him. God is our source, not man. So my point today is that we have to relate to people from a full place. Not in a pretentious kind of way that we're better than somebody, but in a way that says, I got the whole kingdom backing me up. I have everything in me. So me giving to you, me supporting you, me uh, encouraging you does not deplete me. Because it's God's goodness that is flowing through me. And so this is, this is why I named it Richer Than a Snickers. Because who, open your Snickers. She said I ate it. <laughs> Find another one. Get you another one. <laughs> Don't chew it yet. <laughs> now I want you to just break open the Snickers. You can eat it, but 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 look at it. Look at it. You see all this this nougaty goodness and the caramel and the chocolate and the peanuts. It looks so good. It's it's awesome. It's amazing. Snickers might as well be gold to me. <laughs> but just how rich that Snickers is, that's how rich our lives are when we're in Jesus Christ. The world says to use people to get to where we want to go to. It says to consult your zodiac signs. And it says to look at the news. But in regards to people, all we have to do is look to Jesus. Love people as you love yourself. Love yourself as God loves you. You're in people's life for a reason. Will you add or will you subtract? Are you adding to your family? Are you adding to your job? Are you adding to your community? Are you adding to your church? If you're not adding to people, there's a connection issue. Check your relationship with God. And if your relationship with God is good, check how you're relating to yourself. Snickers says that you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Let me change it up and say that you're not you when you're, connect- when you're not connected. Stay connected to the Father, stay connected to yourself, and stay connected to others. That's when you've hit the jackpot. Amen. Amen.